Welcome to Career Tools. Our guidance on job search, the big picture, part two of two. Here we go. This guidance answers the questions, where should I look for a job? What are the best places to look for a job? Whom should I talk to about a job? Finally, after years of waiting, the effective manager in book form is available at Amazon and Barnes and Noble and your other retail booksellers, as well as signed copies are available on our website, manager-tools.com. If you want to know the basics of how to manage others effectively in book format, including Kindle and ebook format as well, we encourage you to buy, read, and then implement the guidance in the effective manager. So next is LinkedIn. Yeah, and LinkedIn has become the de facto source of information about people's careers. It's the one place that everybody knows they'll get information about someone, where they work, and what they've been doing. And again, if you update your resume or update your profile on LinkedIn, you can expect to get calls. A lot of um, companies that used to have recruitment departments now have sources who whose job is to go out to LinkedIn and just trawl it for the right people. And then somebody else does the rest of the recruitment process. And companies have started doing that in-house as well as the recruiters and recruitment agencies. They nearly always have LinkedIn and they probably have uh, access to something else as well. But LinkedIn is so common that you can almost guarantee that you'll get a call from a re- recruiter. And if you update your profile, it comes to the top of the list. So one thing you do when you're looking for people is you say, okay, I want people with these skills and you want the resume to be fairly recent because otherwise you're looking at people who aren't looking anymore. So you say these skills within the last month. And so if if you update your resume as someone who's looking, you can guarantee you come higher up in the list and therefore you're more likely to be called. So you can update it often. You know, even if you just change a word, it'll still show as updated. Good. And now we come to my favorite, your network. Yeah. So so far, all of these channels have allowed you to sit at home and talk to your computer. And again, because it doesn't give any feedback, lots of people stop here because they really don't want to have to explain to people what their situation is. They don't want to hear someone they're afraid that someone will say oh it's your fault when they got fired or well of course you're not going to get a job you're over 50 or of course you're not going to get a job you only know c plus plus none of which is true more times than not people will be much more generous than you think they are much less critical oh i'm sorry you, you find yourself in this situation what can i do to help right it's much more common than you think it's going to be and so if you stay with you know, the things that we've already discussed, you're doing what 80% of everybody else is doing. So you're in this huge crowd of other people looking for jobs. And so the likelihood of (laughs) you being successful fast is way lower. So you can get a job from those methods, but you don't want to rely on them. And your network is where you up the odds significantly. So we have information, we have guidance already out about contacting your network and asking them for opportunities. Um, We give you, I think we give you the text for the email to send. Yep, we do. But you don't want to just send an email. You can't send an email and then like a month later, send another email and expect to be successful. You need to be talking to people. It's much harder for someone to ignore 
your email than it is to ignore you if you say, hey, can we have lunch? And then you're sitting next to them and you're telling them, hey, this is what I'm looking for. It's much harder for them to kind of blow you off, I guess. And if you ask for lunch and they say no, say how about a phone call or or if lacking that, then an email exchange. But if you yeah. only do email, you're essentially potentially losing out on the opportunity to connect with somebody. And they're much more likely to say yes the more time they spend with you. That's been my experience. So that was one thing that the person I was speaking to a couple of weeks said. He's like, I've been working my network. Okay, what have you done? I've emailed them. Okay, yeah. <laughs> let's, let's, let's try and meet people. We're going to have to do a podcast on teaching people that sending an email is not communication. Communication is what the listener does. You actually have to have the person read it. And if they don't respond, you don't know that they've read it. Or if they read it and you ask them for something, they don't do it. It's as if you didn't communicate with them at all. And they're taking advantage of the fact that you're not face-to-face -face with them and having to say then no to you. Mm -hmm. If you're not face-to-face, -face, a red email in which someone takes no action is essentially a no without any repercussions. It's like a third way. That's why so many people use email, and then so many people complain about it. It makes it easier, it makes it more efficient to communicate, but it makes communication less effective. So it's dumb. And I'll tell you, there are two ways you're gonna approach your network. Your network basically has two parts, the cold part or the hot part. The cold part is the part that somebody's in your network because you, you knew them two years ago, but you haven't talked to them. That outreach, which we recommend you do, in which your first outreach to them in two years is to ask a favor, is risky. You know, it's not risky. It's just unlikely to pay out. Mm -hmm. You're essentially saying your value to me is zero unless I need something from you, and in which case I'll reinvigorate the friendship or the relationship. Not very useful. On the other hand, the people you stay in touch with the people you reach out to on a regular basis. We have a podcast about staying in touch with people. It's the easiest thing to do in the world relative to uh, digital communications. Email makes it easy. You may not be able to create a relationship by email, but you can sustain it by email. And if you're sending me an email at Recorder and saying, hey, how's it going? I hope you're doing well. Saw this, saw that. Uh, my family's good and so on. I'll write back. Virtually everyone does and says, hey, good to hear from you. Yep, things are good here. Da, 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 da. Good to see you. Uh, good, good to talk to you. Then suddenly a year later, you need a job. And now when you reach out to that person, it's not a cold reach out. It's like the difference between, between cold regards and warm regards in a letter, right? Nobody sends cold regards. You only send warm regards. <laughs> That's um, true. Yeah. So if you want this to be effective, the way your network is going to be most effective is you're building your network now. You're just like the ant in the ant and grasshopper fable. I think it's a fable, right? Where the yeah. ant works all summer and the grasshopper lays around and enjoys the sun. And then the grasshopper, I want to say, freezes to death in the winter because it doesn't have any shelter and it doesn't have any food. I think you're right. In in the original Aesop, Aesop's fable, yeah. I think it's quite gruesome. And I think there's some more gentle versions now. But I think you're right. I think the grasshopper dies. Yeah. Who would think that they could change the ant and the grasshopper, right? <laughs> what would be the... Well, we just need to make it gentle for young children. They can't take it. It's like um, fairy tales. They can't. You think they can't. How did they? I mean, Aesop is a pretty well-known guy. I don't know. You mean some people who decided that political correctness kept us from 
being candid with uh, yeah. kids the way they I guess it's not copyright, and so you can write a version yes, that you like. Exactly. Good. <laughs> okay, so we want you to be the ant and not the grasshopper. We want you to be ready for this. We want you to be reaching out to a warm network. So even if you're not searching now, you know, it's time to tickle the strings of all those connections you have with your network. Okay, so the next one is your non-network because eventually you exhaust your network. If you've asked yeah. everybody that you know, you've told them to ask everyone that they know, you still only have a limited number of people in your network, however big it is. And at some stage, you do exhaust it. And if you keep going to those people, you'll keep getting the same result, which is so far nothing, clearly. Uh, and they may have got you the last job, the job you just lost, or the job you're leaving, but they may not get you the next one. So what you need is more people in your network. And we have some recommendations uh my favorite is meetup.com oh yeah which is in a lot of places the bigger the city the more options you'll have yeah. uh, but even small places have whenever i look at them i always think wow there's a lot more than i would have thought yeah i love the fact that there are different ways to to parse the location right you you could choose it based on your technology or your skill or your industry like real estate versus writing code, people don't understand the difference that if you're a developer, you can develop for any company, right? Mm -hmm. But if you're in real estate, that's a profession or an industry rather than a skill base. Yeah. Yeah. And, and but on the other hand, you might want to do coding for medical yeah. uh, or health insurance companies, in which case you look for, you look for a group that's based around medical companies. And there's all sorts of groups in, I think in San Antonio, you could go out to a different one every day for a year and most of them are free or low cost and you'll meet people you would have never met otherwise the one thing to look out for is the the networking groups because sometimes they're just about swapping business cards but it's still you can still go once and you can join groups with people like you so the same industry the same profession the same skill set if you really want to expand your network to places that you wouldn't otherwise have got, then you need to join groups of places where people are not necessarily like you. So somewhere where a group is built around something that's not demographically related, I guess. So things like Rotary, which is a charity organization, raises money for charity. It's built around that aim and so the people that join it are connected to that aim yeah exactly more diverse within their availability to you and your network mm -hmm. um but still connected around the aim my, my my favorite of all these in terms of group to join is toastmasters because when you join toastmasters you get something out of it regardless and you show people who conceivably could recommend you to their company that you are somebody who wants to learn and grow and get better. I just love that. And you don't just meet the, the 12 people in your club. There's oh gosh. areas and divisions and districts. There's yeah. something like 350,000 members worldwide. And imagine what it would be like if you suddenly needed a job and you'd already been in Toastmasters for a year and you already had those people in your network. Oh yeah. Gosh, it'd be like you planned ahead. How? <laughs> be like you were the ant, the <laughs> Okay, next recruiters. Okay, so this is the last one that we, we're going to list. There are more, of course, but yeah. these are these are seven good ones to start with. And some people have 
views about recruiters and they take a kind of dim view of them. But as long as you're proactive with them, that you reach out to them, that you ask about opportunities, that you give good feedback about interviews and phone screens and information you've got, then you're managing that relationship and you're more likely to get something out of it. And you can ask your contacts who they use and just pick one or two that work, who specialize in your area, whether that's industry or skill set. And if you don't get anything from them, just pick some more. They'll tell you that you have to be exclusive and it's not true. And there are good recruiters at bad companies and bad recruiters at good companies. So you just have to keep going until you find the one person who is really good at what they do. And again, we don't want you to rely on that. We want you to to try everything because that's the way you're going to find a job. Like just doing one of these just doesn't work. My feeling about recruiters is there are certainly pitfalls. And of course, we have ample guidance on it. But you'd be crazy not to. If you're going to, if we just said that if you post your, your resume on a job board, you're going to get a call. I mean, that recruiter will say, hey, I'd like to maybe show you to some clients. Why wouldn't you want a relationship with that person? Yeah. Now, if you don't like the person, if you find them rude or disrespectful or slick or just not your cup of tea, that's okay. Say no. But if you're doing a search and someone is trying to help you, you can get along with them for the month that takes them to get you a job. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not, not suggesting you should. It's your call every single time. But I I think there are far too many people who want it to be easy, they know it's hard, and so they withdraw from the effort, or they're not comfortable talking about the hard and easy is one thing, comfort and discomfort is another. They want it to be comfortable, they want it to happen naturally, and it doesn't. Marketplaces are inherently filled with friction in individual situations, but the overall result of all that friction is a fair, what amounts to a macro frictionless market. And of course, you're not going to have a search that is exactly like the average search, just like there are not, there is not one family living 20 miles north of Wichita, Kansas in the United States with 2.4 children, which is the average. Nobody has that. Your search is your own. And if you will engage in all of these areas and recognizing that none of them is determinative, although your network is the 900-pound gorilla in the room, your learning in each of them will help you in each of the others. And if you'll apply yourself one time to a broad-based search in all of these, you will become a much better professional when you're your next job, you'll recognize, I don't want to go through that again, feeling surprised by my job loss. And I'm going to be a much better resource for other people. And when you start becoming a resource for other people, you end up getting better people for your company. You are then, if you'll pardon the expression, owed things by other people. You know who's best and who's not. And the people you know really really, really matters. I've said it before. I'll say it again. The single biggest professional mistake I have made strategically in my career is the number of great people whom I've met and not worked hard enough to cultivate a great relationship with. And it's totally my fault. 
I can think of many people who have forgiven me and I'm essentially still have good professional relationships with them when I didn't really do the hard work of staying in touch. But if you use all these, you're going to create a lot of relationships and those relationships can last and they're part of your network. And when your network expands, it makes your next search that much easier. And you may choose to do a search when you don't need to. And if you choose to do a search and you don't need to, you'll probably discover that your network is really, really, really the 900-pound gorilla because you're going to know exactly what you want. If you don't need to do a search, then you're only going to go to a place that you really, really want to go. You're not just going to randomly throw out opportunities. So working hard on this the next time you have a search will make you better the next time and will make your career better as well because there aren't any silver bullets. There just aren't. There aren't. You can't look at one person and and what they want to do and where they want to do it and say, okay, you are going to get a job through LinkedIn. You can't do it. You have to say, okay, I think you are right for this kind of company in this kind of area. And now you need to go out and find all the ways you can get to that place. Okay. Thanks, Wendy. Bye, everyone. That's it, everybody. See you next week. If you enjoyed this podcast and you want the how-tos of management wherever you are, check out the free Manager Tools mobile app. It's available on both iOS and Android devices. Go to the Apple Store or the Google Play Store and download the Manager Tools app. Just search for Manager Tools in the respective store or go to the Manager Tools website, www.manager-tools.com, and you'll find the links on the bottom of the homepage. Once you've installed the Manager Tools app, you'll have access to all the Manager Tools and Career Tools shows anytime, anywhere you want with easy searching of podcasts by category, using the map of the universe, or using built-in search functions, it couldn't be easier. Additionally, if you're a Manager Tools personal licensee, you'll have easy access to all the show notes right from the app whenever you want. Go to the App Store and download the Manager Tools mobile app. You'll be happy you did.